Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Levels. We have them. The levels are good. Good. Hello and welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. Hey, I'm Jeremy. Welcome. This is episode 126, Bat Out of Hell. Got a lot to cover today. We don't even talk about uh, geopolitical war at all. No, we don't, even though um, the whole... You know, Russia-Ukraine thing is happening. I have, like, my my, my trending topics are, uh, you know, Russia-Ukraine. Number two is J.T. Miller. Um, so we'll get into J.T. Miller. Yeah, we will. Second we will. most important story in the world. Exactly. We're not going to get into Russia-Ukraine because uh, we no. don't want to. Don't really know enough about no, it. No, and really, we're not experts in this area. Uh, we know more about the Canucks than we do about Russia and Ukraine. And even that's not a lot. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so we will talk to Sam Chang of the Broadcast Podcast about the Canucks a little bit later on the podcast. Also, speaking of levels, we're going to be talking about sea levels rising. You know, we didn't get into it on the radio, but uh, I, I saw this article and I didn't even, I didn't even read it. But uh, the, the title was just enough for me to learn. And it said that uh, the sea level rise, you would think, would be the same everywhere. But weirdly, because of, I don't know, I think they said physics, some areas will be hit harder by sea level rise than others. Yeah, I mean, I think of the, you know, the water on planet Earth essentially kind of like a bathtub with things in the way. And you would think that if you add more water to the bathtub, it goes up equally all over the place. But it doesn't. Interesting. Didn't read the article. Just uh, they just said physics in the little sub, you know, little slug underneath, and I was like, "That's enough. I've learned enough. <laughs> I have done uh, all the learning I, I, I need." I now to wish, do. <laughs> you know, after we ended up talking about sea level rise, I'd I'd read that article. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you, if you can explain explain that nerd, uh, you can always uh, tweet at us and get the chips at Karis C H A R I S Hog H O G G. I'm at Jeremy underscore Baker on Twitter. Uh, why is not why is sea level rise not equal around the world? Yeah, I mean, you know, you only get a hundred and whatever characters on Twitter, so don't break it into multiple tweets. I just want one. No, yeah, if you can somehow summarize it into 144 characters, but do more than just like because physics. physics. Yeah, because physics, not quite enough. We want a you little get, bit more. We will get half a bag of chips. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We would like a few sentences at least, if possible. Okay, so we will talk about sea level rise. Yep, um, we're also talking about. Uh, Bad Out of Hell is in reference to a woman living in Vancouver's West End who just turned 110. That is outrageous. Which is... We're getting close to the 140 maximum hypothetical uh, life. Incredible. And I think if anybody is going to make it to 110, I'm guessing this woman, Merle, has a shot. For sure. She's she's closer to 140 now than she is to being born. Yep. So much I mean, closer. That's just simple math. Yeah, exactly. We're also going to be talking about, uh, and I think we kick off the podcast with a little Black history here in Metro Vancouver, and it uh, it's actually about the North Shore, and it's pretty heavy. Arkell's arm and arm. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy on this snowy morning. Uh, seven. What time is it? It's seven twenty-nine already. Oh, Ooh. holy. 
Uh, I was reading uh, some more about black history in our city. Black History Month is February, uh, which is oddly winding down too. Like February goes by so fast. Um, But reading about um, a guy on the North Shore, a grown man, middle-aged guy, um, whose ancestors were responsible for, you know, essentially building the North Shore. You know, they were white settlers and uh, and he is descendants of these two guys who uh, came to Vancouver in the mid to late 1800s and built up the North Shore. And and it's interesting, the article is talking about how he's coming to terms with the fact that these ancestors of his made their money off the slave trade. Holy moly. Yeah, and um, apparently it's Guy Haywood and uh, and his looking into his family history. I think it sounds like maybe his dad was also looking into it. His dad was um, a part of the RCMP and a city councillor. And so they're looking back into the names of their ancestors, like Haywood, Lonsdale, Pemberton, Fell. All of these names are from this family, and they're, you'll find them on the North Shore. And uh, apparently, uh, these Arthur Pemberton Haywood Lonsdale uh, inherited his many millions dollars of fortune from his uncle John Pemberton Haywood, uh, who worked in a bank. And further back than that, I guess these guys had they owned slave ships. Oh wow! And they and they made their money from the slave trade and from selling people. And so it's you know you think about then Lonsdale exactly and and all of and all of the you know all of the wealth that is here now is you know the our economy is largely built on the slave trade, which is a horrible truth. Um, but it's you know interesting that this particular guy from the North Shore can actually trace his lineage back. Not that many generations, really, to, to you know, that's those are your ancestors. Like, th- those are my great-great-great-grandparents or whatever, which is a pretty wild thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, to, what did great-grandpa do? They bought and sold people. Speed is of the essence. Things of Leon sucks on fire on this chilly morning. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. It's 831 my great aunt Cora turned ninety nine a couple days ago. My daughter turned fourteen today. So cool! Birthdays, what fun and both things of to them celebrate! Children, yes, both of them are children. Both great aunt Cora at ninety nine and your daughter at fourteen. Children compared to a woman living in Vancouver's West End, Merle. Merle just celebrated her one hundred and tenth birthday. Holy moly! You know I plan to live to be 140. Yes. So I have to smash through 99. Yes. Like Granite Cora. And yep. I have to smash through 110. That's right. On my quest to 140 years of age. That's right. So what do I got to do, Merle? Well, uh, Merle is, I mean, wow, what a life. Merle was born in 1912 in Jamaica. How long ago was that? Uh, well, 1912, that's 110 years ago. 
Uh, and uh, yes. <laughs> and she, that's the same year that the Titanic sunk. <laughs> and um, so Merle was born in Jamaica. She apparently survived a hurricane, the biggest hurricane to ever hit the island, and then some more hurricanes after that. You Holy know, when morning. you when you're alive for 110 years, like you go through some stuff. There are ups and downs. There yes. are storms, both literal and literal. This is her second pandemic. She's oh already done a pandemic. This is her second. Uh, she moved to Canada when her daughter got married. And I do believe that was maybe in the 1950s or something like that. Uh, anyway, she does live with her daughter, who's 85. Her her young daughter, who, who's 85. And, um, and apparently uh, Merle is a Canucks fan. Uh, she's easygoing, friendly, and social. Loves to eat chocolate and always stops to smell the flowers. I wonder if Merle is free the skate. I, you know what? I bet. I bet so. I mean, apparently, when Merle gets around in her wheelchair, she's like a bat out of hell. So I feel like that is free the skate vibe. Uh, this is an incredible science story. I think this came out of uh, Estonia, maybe. Um, they had, you know, a person who was dying and they were trying to manage their um, seizures. And so this 87-year-old man uh, in Estonia is hooked up to brain scanning devices. Um, and while, you know, in you know, the bed thing, you can imagine that they put you on that bed and you go in the little tube and they're like scanning your brain and stuff, doing that. While the man, 87-year-old man is in there, he dies. Ooh. So they're recording his brain activity. And for the first time ever... They were able to record brain activity in real time of a person who died. Whoa. And they said his brain went into a dreamlike state just before death. They call it life recall. Now, we've heard throughout generations in near-death experiences, people often um, say that their life flashed before their eyes. And here for the first time ever, they recorded what that looks like on your brain. And, and uh, you know, a scientific description of that. You know, if your brain enters into a dream state, you can imagine how then, as the human, you might experience that. Yes. And it would potentially be, yeah, like you're dreaming, like you're you're having flashbacks, you're, you're thinking of things in your life right before you die. They call it life recall. Now, this person died, so we couldn't find out exactly what was going on but i mean now i'm just wondering when scientists are going to take someone right to the edge and then try to bring it back and be like okay what happened yeah tell us tell us all of the things I feel like there was an 80s movie about that and uh it didn't end well was that batteries not included oh, was that that one no it wasn't that no. one it was uh oh man it was I don't know, it was one where they were trying to stop they were like college kids like being like let's go to the edge of science it was and big like, business was it that one with bed midler and no Lily was it that one it wasn't no. nine to five with dolly parton it was another 80s movie okay. they were stopping people's hearts someone's gonna text in they know what i'm talking about they were stopping people's hearts and then and then trying to bring them back alive oh is, oh, is that flatliners yes that's one with um with um yeah the texts the, are rolling in the, like oh what's his name with the hair oh now people are gonna text it out oh. with the guy with the hair <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy that guy vancouver is slowly sinking 
Well, I mean, you know, all the cities around the world, I guess, with climate change, as the sea levels rise, cities by the oceans, people living by the water, they are slowly uh, disappearing under the water. And uh, we've seen this with recent weather events. I mean, we've had the catastrophic flooding that happened here. Well, there is a new study that has gone through world cities and uh, is predicting in the next 80 years which world cities will be underwater. And uh, Vancouver cracked the top 20 of this list around of cities around the world. So within the next 80 years, apparently, uh, Vancouver, there will be parts of Vancouver that will be underwater. Ah, yes, like the Little Mermaid. Yes. Very lovely. Under the sea. Yeah, Darling, so, it's better downwards, wetter, take it from me. And so. we can have all of our uh, fancy little collectibles down there. You know, the only problem is we will have to learn how to uh, get our oxygen from the water. <laughs> Small problem. <laughs> and also, it would be handier if we could have the mermaid uh, tail fin instead of our legs when we're underneath there. Um, apparently, this, you know, in 80... 80- Years from now feels like a long time, but it's not. Obviously, 80 years is not a long time at all, especially when we've recently experienced flooding from weather events. I mean, the seawall in Stanley Park is still all crunched up and crumbled because of storms that have hit it. And, and, and there, you know, people, engineers have looked at it and thought like, okay, well, how do we rebuild this knowing that the sea level is rising? Uh, we're going to be... Potent- Don't they just make it taller? Well, yeah. Just, just add another row of bricks. Totally. Just build it just a couple. And then, you know, in 80 years, they'll have to probably do that again. Yeah, some more bricks. And just keep on adding bricks. Just build a seawall around the whole town. Yeah. And I think, you know, we are going to lose Granville Island and Steveston. I'll miss them both. Good I know. barbecue in Steveston. Oh, Again, well, they can relocate that. Maybe Only Steve's in the rest of Richmond is fine. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's just Steve's. Since it's like extra, extra low down by the water. Yeah, extra, extra. But downtown Richmond, well, it's, a, it's a whole half a meter above sea level. So, so you know, they've got that extra little buffer. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Hey, Chris. Hi, Sam. Sam, it's time to talk some puck with one part of the Broadcast Podcast Hockey Radio Network. She does not give free legal advice on Twitter. She's Sam Chang. Sam. Sam, the Canucks are free. We're doing good. The Canucks are free in the skate today. Are you a free the skate or a whale loyalist? Let's just get political right off the top. You're free the skate? Ah, yes. Well, you are among friends here. I mean, I don't have anything against whales. I'm a whale loyalist, but whatever. Oh, are you really? Yeah, the orca oh, really? is a majestic and beautiful creature. The skate looks like a coked out fever dream from the late 70s and early 80s. It looks good on your hat today, though, Jeremy. It does. It does I, I like good. it. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> I just remember, right, before the internet, seeing an old hockey card. And I didn't even know they had blue and green. And I was like, what is this majestic, beautiful blue and green with the rink? This is What is this team I'm- taking on the team I've never heard of called the Golden Seals. My dad was like, oh, that's their old jerseys. And I'm like, why do we have these abominations when that was their original? I do. I know. I do remember really loving the blue and green hockey stick. That was a time that I, I, you know, I do go back to that time sometimes. But well, whatever, whatever. Let's not get political. There's too much politics and fighting going on in the world right now, Sam. Sam, I wanted to talk about this because everyone is already pulling apart the Vancouver Canucks to trade. And I was just wondering, Sam, in your estimation, what might be the best or some of the best players that Canucks could move on from this season? 
Well, I think the easiest answer is obviously JT Miller. Uh, you know, you look at you look at that deal, and as good as he's been, there were valid criticisms at the time that he was acquired that it wasn't the right time to bring in a player like that. And I think that's kind of proven true over time. And he's fortunately performed well enough that he'll probably bring them back a lot of assets at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, I see a bunch of like uh, armchair Toronto Maple Leafs um, GMs all want <laughs> JT Miller. And they all think the asking cost is outrageous, which was like three players I've never heard of in a first round pick. But isn't that kind of what Toffoli went for? Uh, yeah, basically. I think that the Habs did the Canucks a huge favor there. Yeah, so really, Leafs fans are just like Canucks fans, just completely divorced from reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, speaking of being completely divorced from reality, I mean, we do have the parade route planned. It goes from Rogers Arena in downtown Vancouver to Scott Road in 72nd in Surrey. Six and a half hour walk. Yep, it is going to be a glorious six and a <laughs> half hour walk of celebration. Uh, Sam, you know, are, are, are we going to get there this year? Uh, I I don't see it, and I frankly, based on his interviews, don't think Jim Rutherford sees it. <laughs> um, is there any other players you could see, or maybe even you know, don't sleep on this surprise uh, trade? I actually just don't think anyone is off the table, other than maybe Demko, Pedersen, and Hughes. I, I just I think that at this point especially given how often Jim Rutherford takes shots at the construction of this team, there's probably a lot of people on the table. Wow. Do you think there could be multiple trades before the deadline? I I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, well, and see, maybe they're doing multiple trades because they feel like this is their opportunity to really, you know, take it to that next level and actually win the cup this year, you know. I mean, I don't want to be too divorced from reality, but it's kind of fun sometimes. <laughs> it's fun to dream. It's fun to dream with <laughs> Sam Chang. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. Anytime, guys. Okay, we'll catch you next time. Okay. All righty then. We'll call that a show. Yeah, we sure that will. That was neat. That was. I'm hopeful that... I mean, you know, the chances of the Vancouver Canucks winning the Stanley Cup this year are very low. I get it. You know, I've been a fan of the team since I was in about grade four. And, you know, I'm I'm used to this. So that's cool. I'm just really excited about the parade route that we have constructed. And I I want to do it. it. I want to use it. You know, we've come up with a great plan. And I just... I don't want it to be that far in the future that we actually get to celebrate and and walk this amazing route that we've created. So probably next year at the earliest. Probably next year. Because they'll trade all the players for uh, for draft picks. And yes. And all those draft picks will hit. And totally. And instantly be good next year. Yes. Fortunately, we can't use those draft picks this year. So that'll be... Yeah. Those, those players aren't on the team yet. No. Trading for futures, man. But hopefully the future is next year. We're hiking. We're parading. We're having a good time. Uh, I guess that'll do it for the podcast today. As we said, uh, you can always uh, tweet at the show at Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G. Get the chips at Jeremy underscore Baker. Get the chips. Why won't sea level rise be equal around the world? If you can answer that, you get the chips. We got cucumber flavor. We got... 
chicken and tomato flavored Lay's. And I don't even know if you can get Lay's right now because of their fight with Loblaws. Yeah, coming soon, some, maybe some Miss Vicky's. I don't know. We're going to have a variety of chips over time. <laughs> uh, all right, that'll do it for us, you guys. Can't wait to do Friday edition. And uh, Debate Club tomorrow should be really fun, too. we got to have another going. We'll be giving away Chris Rock tickets all week on the live radio program, which you can hear on 1027 The Peak uh, FM Vancouver, around the world at thepeak.fm from 6 till 10 um, Pacific Standard Time. And we're going to do Chris Rock tickets tomorrow again. Last yes. week. So that's going to be super fun. All right. Uh, bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.